man, come on, why don't you turn to somebody next to you and tell them he's a way maker. I should take a seat today. He's a way maker. He's a way maker. He's a way maker. He's a way maker. Yeah, so good. So good. Man, that was, I, I, don't, I don't care who you are, that was good right there. That was some good stuff, man. I, uh, they, they always, they, they, this, they've started to make a, uh, a bet. I think they're casting lots in the back. And uh, whether or not we're going to go back into the song or not when I come up. And uh, I took everything in me not to want to go back into it because uh, I just love worship and I love music and uh, it's kind of my jam. So I love it. Well, hey, I'm Pastor Welby. Had, had a chance to meet you yet. Uh, I'd love to meet you after service today at the Next Steps area. And uh, man, I'm just telling you, uh, this is going to be an amazing day for you. Like, like turn to somebody next to you and say it's going to be a good day for you. And then turn to the, your second choice and tell them it's going to be good for you, too. It's all right. It's going to be all right. All right? And so I'm just, I, I don't know about you, but I'm just believing for God to do amazing things in my life and in my family's life this year, 2020. Anybody else? You're there? Yeah, I, I'm just believing that's going to be so good. And uh, I, I'm so thankful for the past. I'm so thankful for last year. But I'm more thankful for what God's going to begin to do in my future. And as I take next steps, and man, I'm so excited. Like last year, we had 71 people give their life to Jesus. 71 people said yes to Jesus. And I'm just like, man, what's God going to do this year? Oh, how many people's lives are going to be changed? How many families' trajectory is going to be different because they gave their life to Jesus. Man, we, those, those people that were giving their life to Jesus and people calling our church home, they got into Growth Track. And I just want you to know that Growth Track is a great way for you to get connected to us as a church, understand who we are, but also begin serving and making a difference within our church. And man, we had so many people do that last year, but I'm just beginning to think, man, what, what's it gonna be like this year? What's it gonna be like this year. You see, we want to take you on a journey. We, we believe that you coming to church is great, but that's not enough. That God has more for you than just coming to church. We, we believe that, that it's our job to help lead you to taking your next steps. And it can be, there's so many next steps that we all can be taking in different places and different times. And we want to help you do that. There's, there's four main steps that we do here as a church. And the first one is know God. We want you to know God. In fact, that's why we set up today. That's why we walked in and we, you see what you see. And, and man, you dropped your kids off in the kids area. And there's a dream team. Dream teamers over there checking your kids in and, and teaching your kids about a man named Jesus and, and loving on them and letting them know that, hey, you're made for something more. There's purpose inside of you. And your kids can go home and talk about what they learned about. Man, I'm telling you. You, you got a high five maybe as you walked in this morning. or man, can, can you give it up for our tech team? Can you give it up for our tech team? Man? If, you, if you've been here long enough, you might, have, you might have had some questions at the beginning. We've had a computer that was updating for two hours this morning. And so we actually didn't even get control of the lights until about three songs in today. Uh, man, give it up for, I'm telling you one more time, look to our lighting team. Man, good job, guys, back there. We can worship Jesus in the dark. It doesn't matter. We'll figure it out. And uh, but so we uh, so we're thankful for our dream team. But we want you to know God. That's why we do what we do. It's why we serve week in and week out. So so people can know Jesus. And it, this year might be your neighbor. It, it, 
might be a spouse. It, it, it might be your kids in kids today. They might say yes to Jesus today. How awesome would that be? We want to take you on next steps and help you find freedom. We call it finding freedom. And, and what we do is we do that through groups. And, man, it's a great way to get in and get connected to other people. And in just a few weeks, you'll have a chance to sign up for groups and begin to do life together. I'm telling you, it is the best thing, the best way to get connected with other people. We want to help you discover your purpose. Do you know that God's got something on the inside of you? That says, I got purpose. Have you ever said, man, there's, some, I, I got, there's something more to my life than what I'm living or experiencing right now? Have you ever said that to yourself? It's because God put it there. It, it, it's natural for you to think that. It's natural for you to want to go there and say, there's, there's more to what I'm experiencing in life. Because ultimately, God wants you to make a difference. He wants you to make a difference. In this series that we're talking about today, New Year, New You. Can you say that with me? New Year, New You. This series focuses on finding freedom. You see, I, throughout this past year, I began to begin to think, and I began to look at current events, and I, I began to look at other people's lives, and and I realized more and more that people are really struggling with depression. They're struggling with anxiety, struggling with suicide. That that the pressures of this world. Are, were too much. And it, it's just not, it just wasn't normal, it, I say normal people, but it, it just wasn't uh, people you see in the media. It, it, I, I, be, I began to experience it with some of my friends who are pastors that were depressed and, and, and wanting to end their life and, and wanting just, just to throw in the towel. And, and so I began to think to myself, it's just, not, it's just not people that are coming to church, but it's also pastors and leaders that are struggling with some of the same things. And this can't just be a checkbox. It just can't be a one and done type of Sunday like, hey, we covered it. We're good. And so what we've decided, we feel like God's laid in our heart is that this year is going to be ongoing conversation of health. An ongoing conversation where we are emotionally, we're spiritually, we're mentally, we're physically getting healthy. I'm going to say that one more time in case you missed that, okay? We're going to get emotionally, spiritually, physically, mentally healthy. Can I get a good amen? amen. All right. And so we're going to be talking about this. I, I don't know about you, but over the holidays, we, uh, we, we traveled just a little bit to go see my parents up uh, in Dallas area. And, and on the way there, my son, who is five, said, Dad... Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Right? Not once, not twice. Like, yeah, a hundred times in about a five-minute time span. Dad, are we there yet? I, I want you to know that I don't know if we ever actually get there on this side of heaven. Like, we're always going to be struggling with something. There's always going to be something there that needs to, to, to kind of weed itself out of our lives. There's, there's always something that we can, we can always inch a little closer to Jesus and who he created us to be. So we may not get there by the end of this year, but I tell you, you'll be a better off person if you stick around. In fact, in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, Jesus is walking into the temple 
And he walks in, he opens the scrolls up, and he begins to read about Isaiah, where Isaiah prophesied about him. He said, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news, right? Know God. He, that you would know him, that you would know the good news. Can I tell you that, that Jesus is good news? The Bible is good news. Amen. Christianity is good news. Yeah. Can, can, I, can I tell you that it's not about what you've done or who you are or the works that you do. It's about who Jesus is and what he did already for you. That's good news. Amen. Come, Come on. on, church. You're going to have to help me out today. Proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom. There's our word. Freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight. Recovery of sight for the blind to set the oppressed Free, that you, there would be a purpose inside of you. The things that you weren't seeing, you are now seeing what God has for you. And set the oppressed free. You're making a difference. We see it again in Acts chapter 10. Peter's talking about all the things that God is kind of doing in this day and age. In Acts chapter 10 verse 38. This is how God anointed Jesus. Don't forget about this. How he anointed Jesus. Jesus of Nazareth with the, with the Holy Spirit and power and how he went around doing good and healing all freedom who were under the power of the devil because God was with them. He had to free them so they could discover their purpose. They could go and make a difference. First John 3, 8, the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. Man, that's good news. That's good news. In fact, that's why we're starting off this year with 21 days of prayer and fasting, man. Believing that this year is going to be a powerful year. Believing that this year is going to set the course for you, not just for this year, but for this decade. And Joel, Joel 2, chapter 12, he says, even now, declares the Lord, return to me. Return to me. You, you've been on Thanksgiving and Christmas break. Been on the holidays, the New Year's. Been gone for a couple weeks, but return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. This, this you see this humility here. With fasting, the word says. And then the Lord says in verse 25, He says, I will give you back what you lost. Have you got some things that you need you would like to have back? Some of us got some things that we would like to have back. I'm just believing that this year would be a year of reconciliation for some of us. That, that some things that, that would be reconciled in our lives. I, I'm just believing for some restoration in our lives. That God would restore some things that have been taken from us. Restore some things that have been lost. That they would be given back to you and to me. That we would get our health back. Some of us need to get our health back. Some of us need to get, get in the gym. I know I need to get in the gym, right? Stop eating cookies and, and, and ice cream and coffee at 11 o'clock at night. Like, we need to get in the gym and, and just start working our physical being. Believing for relationships this year. That some things that have been lost, some, some marriages that are broken, that they would be healed and mended back together. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm tired of the devil taking some things that God has for me. I'm tired of, of seeing the devil come in and try and wreak havoc in the things that God is trying to do in my life. We, we used to sing a song back in the day that it used to go, I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me. 
You can tell the church people are. So, <laughs> so, but I, I, I'm tired of the enemy coming into my camp. It's time that we as, as believers, we as people of God, we are people that we're searching and trying to figure out this, this Jesus walk, that we would go to the enemy's camp and we would take back what he stole from us. Amen? Amen. Amen. And so, new year, a new you. For though we live in this world, we do not wage war as the world does. Verse 4, 2 Corinthians 10 says, The weapons we fight are not the weapons of the world. The weapons that we fight, is, it's not with airplanes and, and bombs and, and guns. The, no, on the contrary, they have divine power to demolish what word? Strongholds. To demolish strongholds. Focus in on that word. But, but we demolish arguments and every pretension. Those things that pretend. That set itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And so stronghold. The definition of stronghold literally is a prisoner locked by deception. A prisoner locked by Deception. Have you ever been deceived before? You ever thought something was one way, but it wasn't that way? Stronghold, a prisoner locked by deception. It's, it's a person living a life or their life by something that is not true. Living your life by something that is not true. Kind of like elephants. Elephants at the zoo. Do you know how they keep elephants kind of stationary, kind of where they're at in the zoo? That they put a big chain around their around their foot or around their leg, and and they can only go so far, right? And so so for for however long they need to, this chain is around this elephant's leg, letting him know you can't go beyond this point. You're stuck. You are right here. You can't go anywhere else. Well. After a while, they actually take the chain off of the elephant and they put a chain, uh, I'm sorry, a string, a uh, string-like rope uh, around his, his leg that he could easily break. He could easily yank off, but he doesn't. Why? Because he is a prisoner locked by deception. It's something that he has the power to break, but he can't break it because in his mind, in his thinking, he thinks he has a chain on his leg, but instead it's just a string or a rope that is easily broken. Another, another definition of stronghold is anything that exalts itself in our minds. Pretending, the pretension, it's pretentious to be bigger or more powerful than our God. I'm going to say that again so you get that. Anything that exalts itself, where? In your minds. How we think. Pretending to be bigger or more powerful than our God. I was reminded uh, this past week of the story of, of Elizabeth Smart. Uh, you may be familiar with that story, but, but she was abducted uh, many years ago uh, as a 14-year-old girl out of her house. Anybody heard that story? Remember that story? She was, yeah, so she was abducted out of her house at the age of, of 14, and she was held by this man and abused uh, repeatedly by this man uh, day after day. And after a few weeks, he had convinced her that, that she could never be free. 
He had convinced her that, that you're, this is now your life. You are forever stuck here with me. You're, you're forever going to, to be in this situation and this hopelessness. And so the man, he gets comfortable and, and he begins to take her out in public. And, and the story goes where, where he just would, he would just would kind of put something around her face so, so you couldn't see that it was actually her, just maybe her eyes, but, but would put this veil over her head, over her face, so you couldn't tell, actually tell that that was the person that people were looking for. And on this one occasion, uh, he had taken her to the library. I mean, this guy is just super comfortable. He's super, um, uh, we'll call him psychotic, all right? Uh, but he takes her to the library. They're sitting at a desk in the library with many people surrounding them. And a police officer walks in with a picture and says, hey, have you seen this girl? She is missing. And she is sitting right next to the officer. She's sitting three feet away from freedom. She's, she's sitting three feet away from taking that step that she needs to get released and to find freedom and to find hope. But she has been convinced in her mind that she couldn't be free, that if she says, hey, that's me, she was convinced that this man would kill everybody in a library. But she was just steps away, moments away from her freedom, but convinced that she could never be free. And I began to think, so many of us, are just steps away from our freedom. But we've been lied to too long. The enemy has lied to you too long. The, the enemy, we have bought into the lie for too long, where, where, where freedom was just right right here, where, 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 where finding hope was just right here. Maybe you're here and you need to find hope today. I want you to know that there's a man named Jesus, that, that there's all the hope that you need can be found in him today. And I just want, and you may, but you may be just steps away from, from what you need. Can I tell you to stop believing the lie? Stop believing the things that you've ruminated, the things that you've played out in your head. Stop, stop believing the, the, the things that the negativity that's come into your life. You see, the devil has power. I want you to know that the devil has power, but he has no authority over you. The devil has power, but has no authority. Why? Because Jesus gave you authority. Jesus, when you say yes to Jesus, he gives you the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit now lives inside of you. The person, the third person of the Trinity lives inside of you. You have the authority through Jesus' name. And whenever we believe the lie of the devil, we empower the liar. Whenever we believe the lies that he has told us, we begin to empower the liar. The power and the authority, I want you to know, he doesn't really, the, the, the power and authority that he doesn't have, he now has because we believe in the lie. We thought it was a chain around our leg, but really it was just a rope. And so I want to tell you some symptoms some stronghold symptoms, some things to look for. If you have some strongholds in your life, I, I, want, I want you to begin to think of these things that this maybe may jog some things in you, but some symptoms of this, it steals your focus. 
You find yourself easily distracted. You find yourself not being able to really focus on what you need to be focusing on. It may, uh, another symptom may cause us to feel uh, controlled. Start, we start losing hope. We feel like there's no way out. And the stronghold begins to begin to just kind of ease in on us. It begins to consume our emotional energy. Where we just, we don't want to do anything. You see, you see a lot of depression right here where, where you, you just want to sleep all day. You, you just, you don't, you just want to isolate yourself. You just, you're like, man, I'm just going to go do what I have to do. And I'm coming home. I'm shutting the door. I'm throwing my, my phone in the trash can and I'll get it in the morning. I'm like, I don't want to talk to nobody. Our emotional energy is spent. Stronghold symptoms that distracts us from our purpose. You see, I, I think that the devil doesn't necessarily mind it if you make heaven. I just think he just doesn't want you to take people with him. Like, like heaven's the goal. Don't get me wrong. Like, let's get it. Let's, let's go see Jesus. But, but I think the devil likes it when we come to church and we feel good. But we go do life on Monday and we don't do anything about what God did in us on Sunday. Like I tell you that there's a world out there that needs what you're getting today, what you're getting this year through groups and, and, and through teachings on Sunday. Can I tell you that, that your family needs this? Can I tell you that your friends and your coworkers, they need this? Stronghold symptoms. They rob us of abundant life. We find ourselves in survival mode. When the Bible says that Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. Jesus came to give us life more abundantly, but we find these strongholds as they rob us of this abundant life. Second Timothy chapter two. It says, and, and that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil, the enemy, who has taken them captive to do his will. That they will come to their senses. We, we got to come to our senses today. Come on, we, we got we to clear some of the cobwebs out. Escape the trap of the devil so we can discover our purpose. And we could go and make a difference in our world. So how do we do it? This is, this is how you do it, all right? Really plain and simple. Uh, I'm not a very complicated person. Uh, this is how you do it. I, I want to challenge you to attend every message in this series. So for the next three Sundays, I'm going to challenge you to be here. You know why we can't, we can't seem to get through some of the health things that we need to get through? Think about this. What if you only ate... Let me back up. You know the average, the average, uh, the average person only goes to church one time a month. Like one, one point seven to be exact, but one time a month. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if you only ate dinner or ate food a quarter of the time that you're supposed to? Let's just say there's four Sundays. You're here one. You'd be malnourished, right? You you would you would not you wouldn't you wouldn't be 
wouldn't be all that your body is supposed to be. And what happens spiritually is that we're not nourishing our spirit man enough. And so the health that we need, the things that we go through, we don't know how to respond by the spirit because we're not giving the spirit the attention that the spirit needs. And so I want to challenge you. Attend every message this series. Some are like, man, this is New Year's, man. Can we be like, whew. Like, like I, can I tell you, like, we're not playing games this year. Like, I, I'm so sad. I was like, I could wait till like week two or three to kind of get in and get like heavy and like, like really like give them that right, that right jab or whatnot. But I was like, no, we're going like day one, Sunday one, we're going in hard. Let's go. And so I challenged us as a church last month. I said, hey, make, make church a priority next year, this year. Make it a priority because as you will, I'm telling you, when you look back a year from now, man, you're going to be so glad you were here. Man, your life is going to be better. Your family's going to be better. Your kids are going to be different. Life is going to, you're going to have a different outlook on life just because you made this church a priority. But don't even give us a year. Just give us a few months. I want to challenge you. Give us a few months. Get into the flow of this church. Get into to growth track today. Get in and begin to hear about our story. In fact, it's just two steps. We've combined growth track, so it's only two steps now. So you come this week, you come next week, boom, you're done with growth track. Like, get in to growth track and begin to get in the flow of this church. Get into a group in a few weeks. Sign up for a group. Begin to do life with people. And by May, by May, you're going to be like, dude, I'm so glad I did that. My life is so much better. How many want a better life? I think we all want a better life. I'm just telling you. I'm challenging you. I double, I triple dog dare you to show up every Sunday this month. Dare you. Unless you're sick or traveling. I dare you. And even then, catch us on the other side. It says this in Luke. It says, when a strong man fully armed guards... Sorry, when a strong man, fully armed, guards his own house, his possessions are safe. But when someone stronger attacks and overpowers him, he takes away the armor in which the man trusted and divides up his plunder. This is what I want you to know. You can take notes. If you're taking notes, write this down. Get your phones out. Write this down. Take back my thought life. How do we do it? How, how, do, we, how do we get this new year, this new me, this, this new you? Come on, it's 2020. How, what, what do we do? How do we... How do we take the lie and exchange it for the truth? We take back our thought life. That's what 21 days of prayer and fasting does. We're taking back our thought life. So the thing that we crave, that sugar, that ice cream, that coffee, hey. Whatever it is for you, like, like that thing that we crave, Say no to that and begin to put your mind on the things of God. Can I, can I tell you that the word fasting actually means to abstain from food? A lot of times you hear people say, I'm going to fast social media or I'm going to fast, you know, different things. And I'm going to fast TV. And that's fine. I'm not going to get religious on you, you know. But the word actually means to abstain from food. And so I, I want to, one, challenge you to participate with this as we start prayer and fasting today. Maybe you didn't plan for today, start tomorrow. Just get in. Maybe you can't do every day. Maybe you can do once a week. Maybe you can do three times a week. Like, whatever it is, just be a part with us. 
I want to challenge you to abstain from food. Abstain, take something that you love and say, you know what, I'm going to say no to this for three weeks. And I'm going to pursue Jesus. I, I mean, you may need to get off social media. Like, I know you're not supposed to hate things. It's not very biblical, but I hate social media. Like, it can be so poison at times. And can I, can I tell you, like, you may need to take some time away from social media. I, I've already told, I told my wife, I said, I, I'm going to, there's going to be some time, some downtime where I'm just not on social media. Because I don't want the distractions that this world has to offer. I want to pursue Jesus. I want to take back my thought life. You cannot win against the enemy in your ear unless you take back your thought so good. I'm going to say it again. You cannot win against the enemy in your ear unless you take back your thought life. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. I don't know about you, but life and peace sound really good to me right now. I may be almost 40, but I don't want to die. Life and peace. In fact, Romans 12, too, one of my favorite verses, it says it this way. It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Let God transform you by the way that you think. Write this down. I will never change my life until I change the way I think. You will never change your life until you change the way you think. Let me say that again, Pastor Wilbur. Oh, so thank you so much. You, you, can, you will never change your life until you change the way you think. Do whatever you got to do to participate in 21 days of prayer and fasting. I'm telling you, it's a game changer. Two, identify the lie. We just said take back the thought life, but two, identify the lie. The next three weeks, I want you to know we're going to be talking about, I'll call it the big three. In basketball, they talk about the big three. And we're like, they're like the best three superstars that they can get. And they can dominate and try to get to the championship. I'm telling you, we're talking about the next big three. Next week, we're going to be talking about addictions. New year, new you. We're talking about addictions next week. I'm, tell, I'm just challenging you to, to show up. Like, I dare you. I dare you, I dare you to show up. Like, like, I'm telling you, God wants to do amazing things if you'll let him. God's not a person who's going to force himself on you. You got to let him. In two weeks, we're going to be talking about sexual and relational lies that we've bought into as a culture. I want you to know, go ahead. If this, this message, we got, we got kids ministry for a reason. Uh, it's PG-13. It's not going to be shock and awe. Uh, we're not going to say something that's going to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe he said that. Um, <laughs> But I want you to know that, that it, this one's going to be a little bit, a little bit heavier. I dare you to show up for that one. 
Like, just sit there. You just sit there, and whatever God's doing on the inside of you, just let it. Just let God do it. Just look straight ahead. You don't have to look to the left or to the right. Just stay right there with me, all right? Yeah, come on now. It's going to be good. New year, new you. How bad do you want a new you? I could have saved this for, like, April. I could have saved it for May. I was like, man, why not? Let's, let's, let's start the year off. John 8, 44 says, when he lies, talking about the devil, he speaks his native tongue. Like it comes natural for him, for he is a liar and the father of all lies. It is natural when, when you are buying into the lie, you're just not buying into what you're telling yourself or what somebody else maybe has told you. You're buying into the voice of the enemy. And when we expose the lie, we defeat the liar. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to hit the devil in the face. Like, knock some teeth out, all right? Like UFC, rear naked chokehold. Let's go, all right? Give him an arm bar, make him tap out. I don't know. But I am ready to spiritually win the battle. When we expose the lie, we defeat the liar. Number three, last one. We've got to replace the lie with God's truth. We have to replace the lie with God's truth. There is nothing too difficult for our God. Come on now. Man, I want you to know today that there's nothing that you're going through today that is too difficult for God. That, that, that's good news. You may have some strongholds on the inside of you, some things that you're facing, some things that you're going through. I want you to know it's okay. I want you to know that, that your stuff does not scare us. Your mess does not scare us. You're like, well, you have no idea what I've done. It's okay. I know what some of you have done. And you're still here. I just want you to know we're not scared. I ain't scared. Not one bit. Because we know the power that God can do in our lives. There's nothing. There's, did, you, did you know? Did you know that that word nothing in the Greek, in its original language, did you know that that word literally means nothing? Did you know that? Nothing. Nothing is impossible for God. For God, with God, all things are possible. I don't know about you. I'm tired of walking around defeated. I'm tired of walking around with weight that I don't have to have. I'm tired of walking with some strongholds tied to me, keeping me still, thinking that I, it's really not a chain. It's just a rope that I can, I can, I can take off. I can tie up. I'm tired of it. I'm ready to see God do some things in our lives and through our church and in you and your family this year that you can't do. And when you look back, you say, it wasn't me. It was all God. Nothing is impossible for God. In fact, nothing is bigger or more powerful than God himself. Yeah. Nothing, nothing, nada, nuka. It's all God. It's all God. Ephesians. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord. Come on, say, be strong. Be strong. Be strong in the Lord. And in his mighty power, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. He's scheming. He's scheming. And the devil plays dirty. I'm just letting you down. We're going to jump to verse 17. It says, take the helmet of salvation. And the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray. 
Take his word, which is the sword of your spirit. Some of you have been going to a spiritual battle without the sword. Some of you have been walking into some situations and some things in your life, and you forgot to bring the thing that you need the most. You, you, you thought you were going to defeat them by the words that you spoke or defeat them by the actions that, that, that you gave. But it's about the sword of the Spirit. Take the sword of the Spirit and pray. Not just pray. Don't just read your Bible. But take the sword of the Spirit. Understand His Word. Get into who He is and pray. Can I tell you that prayer is not something crazy? It's just you having a conversation with God. Just like you talk to each other. Yo, bro, what's up? You can talk to God the same way. God doesn't want you coming to him like, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I mean, if that's you, that's cool. You do you. But, but just like you talk to one another is how God wants you to talk to him. God doesn't need you to dress it up. get prayer in us, when we begin to exchange all of these lies for the truth that God has for us, amen? And I want you to stand up today, if you would. I'm believing that this year is going to be a year that impacts your life in a way that you couldn't imagine. My prayer for you and my prayer for this church, prayer for my family is, is that this year, that God would blow our minds on what he wants to do. Come on, there's things on the inside of you that God wants to do. Come on, this year, there's things on the inside of you that God wants to do if we just let him, if we just surrender. God, God, I'm here. God, do something in me that I can't do for myself. And so and so, I want you to know today that, that, that he's a way maker. I want you to know today that, that even when you, you can't see him moving and you can't feel him moving, I want you to know that you've got the word of God, the sword of the spirit, and you've got some prayer. You've got a communication line with him that says, you know what, I may not see it or feel it, but I know what his word says. And if his word says it, if he spoke it to me, then that's what I'm going to hang on and not anything else. Come on. So why don't you bow your heads and close your eyes. I, I just want to give you an opportunity. You, you may be here today and you need to know God. You, you need to surrender your life to him. You need to say yes to Jesus. You need to say, Jesus, come be Lord of my life. You, you want to follow after Jesus. Or, or maybe you're far away from him. Maybe maybe your life has, has kind of gone a distance stray from him and, and you want to come back to him. Man, what better way to start the new year off than by saying yes to Jesus come into my life? What better way to start this decade? off than by saying yes to Jesus. And if you're here today and you say, Pastor Wobe, that's me. I want to say yes to Jesus. I want to follow Jesus. I want to give my life to Jesus. We want to give you that opportunity with nobody talking or looking around. You're here. You say, that's me. On the count of three, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. I'm not going to call you up forward. I'm not going to call you out, but it's just going to be me, you, and Jesus on the count of three. One, two, and three. Come on, lift your hand up. You say it's me. I see your hand. Yeah, come on. I see your hand. Who else in this place? I see your hand. You can lift your hand and put it down. I see your hand. Yeah, who else? Who else in this place? You say, that's me. I want to give Jesus my all. I want to give him my everything. Yeah. Come on, this is, it's not by accident that you're here today. God's got a plan for you this year. 
and it just starts today. It starts today. So all across this place, would you say this prayer with me? Whether you raised your hand or you didn't, let's say this prayer together and proclaim it. Jesus, come on, say it again. Say, Jesus, I ask you to come into my life, be my Lord, and be my Savior. Forgive me of all the wrong things that I have done. I ask you today to help me renew my mind, change the way I think, and become more like you. I am exchanging the lie for the truth. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. Come on, why don't you put your hands together? Come on. The best decision you can ever make today.